Welcome back, my beautiful people. Dong City, episode number 53, March 31st, 2021. The Don, Don, Don Drysdale slash Bobby Abreu, who's afraid of every right field wall he ever met edition. Uh, day before opening day, we're hyped. Everyone's hyped. Again, this is Dong City, Vince Mercandetti, Rob in the background. How you doing today, Vince? I'm doing great. You took my uh, wall joke moment, but I'll, I'll allow it. At least one of us did it. I am wearing your favorite hat, which I know, so I'm thrilled about that. And uh, I'm excited. I've been excited all day for this. Um, we're going to run everyone through awards, and then we're going to run everyone through playoff predictions and things of that nature. Maybe we'll get some prop bets along the way. And, of course, we were given an arsenal, thanks to Sean Cusack earlier today, of predictions from you, which we'll be running by and judging accordingly as we go on here for, for this show. How are you, Henry? Good, good. You know, it's funny. He posted that. And I'm like, no, we're doing the prediction show. Don't do it. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I, I saw some of the prediction and I'm like, no, this is good. This is real good. We're going to use this later. <laughs> Trey, we are weaponizing all of your posts uh, that want to make predictions. I mean, it's good. We've seen predictions all. all. I'm glad we're getting that kind of action in the group, first and foremost. Um, but certainly we want to capitalize on on fan passion as much as possible. We usually put up a prediction post on opening day, um, which I still I will still do because I like to go back and then uh, we can, you know, needle each other at the end of the season at uh, who just totally tanked their predictions, which is always a fun part at the end of the year. Yeah, I always have this weird thing. I'm always better with NL than AL, which makes no sense because I watch the AL far more. Maybe that's the problem. But uh, <laughs> we'll see how it goes this year. Um yeah, I mean, let's jump into it. We're going to make try and make this a, a one-hour episode. That's my goal. I'm not getting paid longer than 60 minutes, so uh, that's where we're going. I'm a millennial. Can't work for free. Um, we're going to start with the Rookie of the Year awards, and then we'll move into Cy Young's Manager of the Year, MVPs, and then we'll get into the playoff predictions to wrap it up here. Uh, we'll have Rob pop in periodically with his thoughts. Let's start with AL Rookie of the Year, you can start it, Henry. Who do you have for AL Rookie of the Year? There's a few guys that's interesting. I know Randy Rosarena kind of gets everyone's intentions because of how he came up last season and the absurd amount of noise that that kid made in the uh, in the playoffs. Um, there's a lot of exciting rookies. You have uh, Andrew Vong in the White Sox, Nick Madrigal also in the White Sox. They'll probably still some votes on one another. I'm going to go with the guy that was uh, the crown jewel of the Mets system that was traded to Seattle and go with Jared Kalenic here, the guy who was sent down. I'm sure he'll be, be up. He'll be up in a few weeks to, uh, you know, to screw him out of service time like uh, MLB teams always do. <laughs> but I'm going to go with Jared Kalenic. Uh, they're going to have back-to-back Rookie of the Years on the Mariners and still do absolutely nothing. Yeah, I applied some strategy to this this year, and one of them was service time and which teams are going to screw their players out of it. Um, by the way, if you guys are just joining us, feel free to throw your thoughts in there. Matt adding Michael Michael Kopech is still Rookie of the Year eligible, so we'll That's see what right. he That's a good pick. The problem yep. is those guys are going to be just, you talk about three potential guys on one team. They're usually going to still vote from one another. Yeah. So that in mind, actually, Andrew O'Sullivan, I think mentioned him last show and I was kind of shocked because I thought I was the only one in this direction. I'm going to go with Ryan Mountcastle, still rookie of the year eligible. Um, he came up last year, was pretty good right off the bat. Uh, I just love his hitting profile. He already had his cup of coffee. Sometimes we see guys struggle in those first few weeks in the majors. He's in a hitter's park, Camden Yards, great place to put up numbers. And uh, everyone, yeah, like you said, they're picking Wander. They're picking, you know, Bobby Witt Jr., guys who may not be up until April, May, June. I'm going to go with the guy I know is going to get playing time. And I'm also going to go 
with the guy who already looked good. Kalenic, for what it's worth, is my runner-up. I think he'll come in second. So I almost went Wanda Franco. You mentioned Wanda. I almost went Wanda Franco. I think that kid is the next superstar in the league. Um, I think he's gonna, it's going to be one of those things where if he comes up even later on in the season, then he can just go on an absolute tear and probably steal this award in the last two to three months of the season. He has that much potential. So yeah, he can, yeah. I'll take my chances. I'm, uh, it's a, it's a, a high floor pick that I'm making here. Definitely not the highest ceiling, though, of, of some of these guys. Uh, how about for NL? I'm going to go with Cabrian Hayes. Uh, similar reasons. He's going to get all the playing time in the world on the Pirates. I like the kid. I think he's got a good, you know, I, I like him as a prospect. And my runner-up here is Sixto Sanchez. I'm not picking him simply because he's not on the opening day roster and he's going to be on the innings limit. So I don't know if I'll be able to make enough of an impact. I'll go with the hitter here. So it's funny. Everyone is picking K. Brian Hayes. I think that's probably the universal pick in the end. You can't miss the kid as a stud. Like I said in the last show, that's what Pittsburgh does. I mean, they have these generational guys. You want Barry Bonds and Andrew McCutcheon. And I think K. Brian Hayes is going to be that next generational player for the Pirates. I'm going to go a different route. And, you know, you have guys like Ian Anderson and Dylan Carlson. And, and I think Gavin Lux is still eligible. I'm not sure. I'm pretty but sure. I am choosing Sixto Sanchez um, for the same reasons you said, though, because you said he's going to be called up late. So I think he's going to make an impact and he's going to have some gaudy numbers at the end of the season because he's going to come up a little later in the year. Um, that kid is an absolute stud. He was fun to watch. I should have kept him in fantasy, but I was jerked by our wonderful commissioners in our league with their ridiculous <laughs> FIFA rules in the minor leagues. Sixto Sanchez should have been kept in the minors, further proof that he's starting the year in the minors. So I should have been able to keep him, but that's another situation for another day. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go Sixto Sanchez on the Marlins here. He reminds me of a young, I say young like he wasn't also young, Ventura on the Royals, rest in peace. Um, they kind of remind me of each other and certainly, uh, would have been a great choice in his own right when he was a rookie. So yeah, I mean, Sixto's got all the stuff. He's in the right ballpark. He's in the right system. Marlins, I think are underrated for how they produce pitchers. So not a bad choice. That's why he's second for me. 22 and you have that much talent. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We saw the last young stud that the Marlins had, you know, we, we saw his potential before he was tragically killed. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of like the Pirates, but with pitchers. Right. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna be on a different team, being in the World Series at one point. Um, let's move over then to our Cy Young Awards. <clears throat> we'll flip it back to the okay. AL. Before you do that, I just want to go over some of these comments we have here. A lot Matt, of Matt, Matt's throwing every White Sox against the wall. My <laughs> man Leon's going with Nate Pearson. Not a bad, not a bad pick. Larry said, "Fuck you." Uh, Larry's going with Mount Castle. There you go, Larry. So now that Larry said that, it's definitely not Mount Castle. <laughs> Us Yankee fans have to stick together with our Oriole Rookie of the Year picks. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think everyone's kind of in that ballpark. Mount Castle's one of those guys he could finish first or he might finish like eighth. <laughs> so we'll see. Randy joining the comment section who is relieved out of his mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Never seen a kid so excited. Oh. <laughs> Randy's coming down and, and he and I are going to opening day tomorrow. And Randy was shitting bricks because he was waiting for his uh, COVID results. And, you know, Randy being Randy, he was he was in his feelings and he had a feeling he'd test positive. But he is negative, so he's good to go and he's buying me a beer tomorrow. 
you guys are three of 10,000 allowed in the stadium. Absolutely. So good for you. That's, that's elite territory. Or when you uh, add my son and, and Hardy. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's a nice, that's a nice group. Your son fresh back from college, right? He's on the road. He should be home any minute now, in about another hour or so. Plenty of snacks in the house. Came down for the weekend just for the games. If that's not a fan, nice. I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, Matt, Matt also thrown out Andrew Vaughn. I'm not voting for Andrew Vaughn for the same reason. And I think first baseman gets screwed a lot of the time. I um, think, yeah, I mean. Cy Young. Oh, you the, went you went Cy Young. Yeah, yeah. This is the moment Matt lives for. So I wanted to go to Cy Young while we've got him here. Okay. Uh I'll start with before you go. I I need these guys to be active in the comments. I need to know who they're choosing. So let's go, guys. Cy Young and ALNO. Let's go. Yeah, give us your Cy Young and also give us your uh, manager of the year picks because that's what we're going to next. I want to have those before we get to it. Here's my thought process with Cy Young. Um, I think Garrett Cole is at this point, hands down the best pitcher in the AL. And I say hands down at this point because Sale and Verlander are out <laughs> they're hurt so if you had a different guy i don't think he's there anymore glass is not going to throw enough innings snell's gone uh charlie morton's gone i mean you, you have shane justin bieber there man I mean, he just... uh, so shane bieber's the yeah shane bieber's the only one my thing with shane bieber though is and it, granted it's it's a small sample size in a good and a bad way he got clobbered the only game he didn't face those central teams and the central teams have the worst hitting so he's now facing the entire league. We'll see how he does in year two. Garrett Cole's a proven commodity. I think he's the best pitcher in the AL. That said, I think he's the runner-up for Cy Young. I think it's going to go to Lucas Giolito. Um, and that he's my pick for a few reasons. One is he's in the central, and I like guys who face inferior competition. Two is that Giolito's building off a career year, and his spring, I know him because I have him in a dynasty league, has been really, really good. So he's ready to go, no innings limit. That's really in high regard for me in 2021 is uh, these guys who are already completely stretched out and and don't have any hesitation. So Giolito winner, Cole runner-up, what do you have? So I actually had Lucas Giolito second. Okay, we're we're flip-flopping. So to me, I think... And, and I could be, we'll, we'll see at the end of the year if I'm right or wrong. But to me, it's a three-player race. It's Cole, Shane Bieber, and Lucas Giolito. I'm going to go with Garrett Cole getting his first Cy Young. He was jerked out of one when he was uh, with the Astros to his own teammate. Um, I'm going to go Garrett Cole here. He's going to put the Yankees on his back this year. Just let's keep the ball in the ballpark, Garrett. It is kind of weird. I don't you don't think about the dearth of pitching talent in the AL, but there's really only a handful of like elite. You can go with Kenta Maeda. You know, he's always been that guy that's there, gives you numbers, just quiet. You can go with Hengen Ryu. But I mean, you're talking about guys that, that jump off the board on you and it's those three to me. Yeah. Those guys are more rock solid to me than like Cy Young caliber. If, right. if you can see the difference. And I feel the same way about Barrios. Um, does he have the stuff to be a Cy Young? Yeah, but is he a solid three? Like, that's what he is so far. Over Jose Barrios, I thought we had the first great Puerto Rican pitcher, and he failed me, so I am not on the Jose Barrios train. Fair enough. I'm with you. I'm not on any twin train, so I'm right there with you. Um, NL, here is my – this is my first very me pick. Um, 
I'll start it by saying Jake DeGrom will be the runner-up. And I say that because I feel like Jake DeGrom, he won his Cy Youngs. Now he's just going to be runner-up for like the next three or four years. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just going to be like, that's just how it plays out. What it came down to for me was, is it going to be the hate fuck pick in Trevor Bauer? Or is it going to be the hate fuck pick in you, Darvish? Because I love both those guys, but everyone I don't like also doesn't like them. So for me, it's, I'm a total believer in Trevor Bauer. I don't think last year was a fluke. I didn't think 2018 was a fluke. Um, he's, I get it. He's not as proven as a DeGrom type, but does he have that upside? Sure. Is he going to a pitcher's park for the first time in his career? Sure. Is he going to the West where it's mostly pitcher's parks? Sure. Same thought process with you, Darvish, though. Going from Wrigley to San Diego, I'll take that trade off. Much better pitching organization. And he was a salary dump. So this is just going to make it look even worse if you're the Cubs, that you dumped the Cy Young winner. I think he was going to go in there and light the world on fire for the Padres. Uh, I like him in 2022. I will say, as far as salary dump, I don't think he has many elite years left. This might be it, maybe next year. But for this year, I think you, Darvish, is going to win the Cy Young in the NL. So remember when I when he was a free agent and I said the Yankees should sign you, Darvish, and all the Yankee fans jumped on me and they thought I was nuts? Yeah, me included. I did not like you until last year. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> With that said, I don't think you, Darvish, is winning the Cy Young Award. Jake DeGrom, this guy is an absolute stud. Um, he's the best pitcher in baseball right now. You know, it's, it's him, it's Garrett Cole, it's – I still give the edge to to Jake. Um, I just I don't like that he's got a lot of innings on that arm the last three years prior to 2020. Yeah. Um, he's got to slow down at some point. He, he can't keep up this this absurd run. Um, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm here for it. I want to watch it. It's it's fun when Jake pitches. I live in New York. When Jake pitches, the media is there. He gets the back pages the next day. It's fun when Jake Delgram pitches, but. This year, I'm going with Jack Flaherty. Really? Okay. I was close to going with Luis Castillo. I was very close to going with Luis Castillo. I think he has a breakout year also, but I'm going to go with Jack Flaherty. There was a few guys I thought. I thought Trevor Bauer. So I'm not as high on Trevor Bauer as you are. You know, I never have been. And then I drafted Trevor Bauer in fantasy, so now I kind of have to be high on him. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's how it works. I'm I'm married to him, but um, I'm going to go with Flaherty. And if Jake wins another Cy Young, it's not surprising. I, I like Flaherty a lot. Um, I actually, I liked him the year that he really did break out. I uh, wanted him in every draft and then last year he struggled, but as we know, I don't put that much stock into how 2020 went one way or another. Tell you, um, the choices for NL were, were much harder, man. You have Jack Flaherty. Oh, yeah. You had a lot of options. Castillo. Aaron Nola is a guy that no one's talking about who can easily win the Cy Young. He just plays on this year's shitty Philly team. Yeah, and you brought up Castillo. That's a great pick every year. <laughs> every year he, he hasn't done it, but it, it could happen. Um, we're seeing some picks in here. See, my problem with Walker Bueller is he's and Blake Snell are they? I just don't think they're going to be stretched out enough to get the Cy Young. I don't think they're going to throw enough innings. Um, no real fault of their own. It's just the way that those. It's the way Snell's career has gone to this point, and it's the way Bueller's team works. So the I thing don't, that I don't, I, I think ever since King Felix stopped that trend with with wins and, and innings, I think the voters kind of say, "Hey, when he did pitch, this guy was dominant." And you saw that with Degrom when his first Cy Young, 
You saw that in field. Wins, yes. I agree with you with wins. I don't think they're going to be able to stack enough strikeouts and things of that nature to bring it home. Because a guy like Scherzer, if he stays healthy, and, and DeGrom for that record, or for that, you know, they're going to have the strikeouts and other stuff that's going to put them over the edge. So if I'm taking a guy who's not one of those guys, it's got to be someone who's at least going to have the innings to be able to match it. That's why I'm disqualifying those two guys. Not bad picks, just the way I think. Strasburg, I think, is too injury prone. Um, so I don't, I don't think we're going to see those typical strikeout numbers and, and high numbers because across, I, I said it across the board. My prediction is we don't see a 200 inning pitcher. I, I've been on that train all season, so right, I think I still think numbers it's going to fall in line. But, but I, um, the AL is definitely, I mean, NL is definitely more stacked than the AL in terms of premier pitchers. For also, sure, yeah. Because you have shitty liners, but that's another issue for another day. Yeah. Uh, Bueller, by the way, fantastic. If you just want to look at the stats, uh, I, I think that he could very well be the best pitcher, whether he wins to Cy Young or not, we'll see. Um, so, yeah, so I, I Darvish officially and you are not both of us have Jake a second. Is that right? I have Jake second. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Uh, so let's move it over to the manager of the year. Always my most, book. this I think is the most corrupt of the picks every year, not just because I'm a Yankee fan and they never have a chance of winning it. And not because I'm an air, I uh, root for an Aaron Boone team and he has no chance of ever winning it. I just think this is such a dumb award. I hate this fucking award. <laughs> because like, what is it really? Like you're either going to root for a guy who won like 78 games and his team sucks. What does that prove? Or you're going to root for a guy who won like 105 games, his team is stacked. So what does that prove? Like there's just so little impact to me that a manager can make over the course of 162 games. And the playoffs, totally different story. Regular season, So here's the thing with the city award. You have guys that will get votes like Tony La Russa and, you know. um, We got a lot of La Russa love early for managers. Tony La Russa and Dusty Baker, guys that are just dinosaurs in the game that when they were pitching in their prime, weren't getting any love because people were like, oh, we'll bypass them and choose the hot guy. So it's so weird. This award is very, very weird. If you, so there's going to be a lot of, of uh, Jace Tingler votes, but I, you know why I don't think it, it'll be Jace Tingler because these voters also punishing you for having a great team. We see it all the time with, with yeah. the Yankee managers and, and with teams that are stacked, Dodgers, Dave Roberts, teams that are stacked, they're not going to give you that vote because they're going to say, hey, you were handed a hell of a team. But then they'll turn around and vote that executive executive of the year. Right. It, it makes, it's total nonsense. It makes no sense to me. Um, a lot of the words don't, but this one especially. So as a result of that, well, we can start with you here, Henry. My AL pick is more of a protest, dark horse, sleeper, whatever you want to call it. It's not something you're expecting, but what is your AL manager my, of the year. My AL pick is the team that I think is going to just beat the shit out of everyone offensively, and that's Charlie Montoyo from the Jays. It's a good pick. Good. I'm not if going they make the playoffs, he's probably going to get it. I'm not going the Joe Madden route. I'm not going the Dusty Baker route. Give me Charlie Montoyo on the Jays. And that Mine's also. even more absurd than that. I am going with Mike Matheny of the Royals, okay. and the reason I'm doing this is because <laughs> – First of all, spring training with the Royals, all they've done, probably because they have nothing else to root for, is raved about Mike Matheny's managing, which cracks me up. Uh, second of all, you are getting some interesting guys like Bobby Witt Jr. is going to make his debut. You know, the Royals may, they're going to be bad. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they may be like that Joe Girardi Marlins team 
where they're young, they win in like the mid to high 70s, it exceeds everyone's expectations, they do some fun stuff, they're in a division where you can, you know, there's three pretty good teams up there, you can win some games in that division, especially with the Tigers in it, so my choice is Matheny here, he's a boring white guy in a central team, nothing else going on, small market Midwest, and I got Rocco Baldelli just to double down as my runner-up because the Twins are going to win that division. Most managers are boring white guys in MLB. <laughs> yeah, but you had the Midwest factor, and that's like that's like the holy grail of manager of the year awards. You want to see some fiery managers? You know, you you look at guys like Ozzy Guillen, and then they don't last that long because they just they fuck up one too many times. Right, <laughs> it's fair. This is. Brian points out that, you know, if the Royals go 500, everyone's going to love them. That's exactly like Aaron Boone, as much as I hate him, if the Yankees win 105 games this year, if the Royals win 79 or 80, they're probably going to give it to Matheny. So that's just how it is. I don't remember which chat because God knows how many freaking chats I'm a part of. But there was one that I posted um, yesterday, I think, where I read the article saying, don't sleep on the Royals. And I was like, I'm sleeping. it's an underground thing there is underground love for the royals this year like creeping around the circles of mlb no it is you get that one team every year every year you get one team out of nowhere that no one saw coming and you try to you know not you but you know fans and and writers and and people on twitter they they try to be the guy to guess who that's going to be yeah not going to be the royals (laughs) For like the once in 15 years when they're actually right and they're like, see, I told you, I told you the Angels were going to make the World Series this year. Definitely not. Yeah. Uh, The Angels are like the opposite of that. I feel like every year we pick them for the, or I don't, you don't, but someone picks them for the playoffs every year and every year they're like, no, we're still 77 wins. There's nothing you could do to change it. Um, Of course, they have to, they have the Mets to thank for letting them get over the hump and win a World Series to actually boost attendance, raise ticket prices, and then just go into tank mode two to three years later. <laughs> Thanks, Mets. Let's start. Th- we. <laughs> oh, man. By the way, I- I'm seeing hot seat conversation. Yes. I- here's Aaron Boone. If the Aaron Yankees, Boone. In my mind, if the Yankees don't make game seven of the ALCS, he should be fired. But in, I think it has to be if they don't make the ALCS, he has to be fired. If they have another divisional round or less knockout, there's no way you can give him a new contract. Oh, Aaron Boone. Yeah. Yankees um, won the World Series and I want him fired. You had 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, four different World Series iterations. If you don't make the World Series, especially this year when the AL is really not that strong. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse. Girardi got you within a game with like a ragtag team of 91 win Yankees. Like there's no, there's no way to justify this. Going to hot seat. I could see a guy like, I can see Tony La Russa one and done. Oh yeah. Dusty Baker, I think I is on the Baker. hot seat. Um, I can see Joe Madden in a situation where he's one and done. There's a lot of guys I could see happening. He would, he would resign, I think. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I could see that too. I'm trying to think. So uh, I can see a situation where um, Terry Francona finally hands the reins over to, to uh, Sandy Alomar as well. That's a good call. I could see that. I mean, it, I, I hate to say it, but his health could also just yeah, go in any They've been doing any the right time. thing. They've identified who they want to be their next manager. And it's clear yeah. that Sandy's being groomed and he's their guy after Tito steps down whenever that is. So, yeah. We're getting asked who's going to replace Boone. 
Uh, there's like Arnold a million. Beltran. I know who ours is. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to bring Beltron out of his closet of shame. Look, Hinch and uh, Cora are already back in the league. Carlos Beltran, goddammit! <laughs> Beltron saved, served an extra year. I, that's fine with me. He served his time. He served his time, and and, and uh, Alex Cora is back with the Red Sox. The Mets moved on. You know, everything's calmed down. Yeah. Um, why am I drawing? AJ Hinch got a job already. I mean, yeah. Beltran, uh, I think Beltran got the biggest hit because he never got to manage. Right. And that's why, because he didn't have a track record. So it's it's but way easier call, to be like this guy. Beltran to manage and, and you'll I'll be happy as shit, man. I can tie the NL manager of the year into this, by the way. Okay. Because my uh runner up for manager of the year in the NL, Louis Rojas, who replaced Carlos Beltran with the Mets. Okay. Why? Because as we know, I've got the Mets in second place in the NL East. Uh, I'll get to more on them later when we talk about the divisions, but I, I like Rojas as a runner up the winner though. And I would have picked him even if he didn't have an awesome off season, as far as the franchise goes, just based on his porn star name. And that is Jace Tingler is my NL manager. I, of the year. It's funny. I had a feeling his name would come up with, you know, the name of the show being Dong city. It's, just, it's too perfect. Um, Jace Tingler is my runner up. Like I said, I think he gets penalized for having an awesome team. His roster, his rotation, that team is stacked. Um, I mean, everyone's predicting 100-win season. So if you come in anything under that, is it? are you really the manager of the year? I'm going the opposite direction. I'm going with Luis Rojas here. Okay. I think, I think Another flip-flop. I think Luis Rojas is going to get the most out of his team than any manager in the enemy. Dodgers are loaded, and their manager Soto. Padres are loaded. And then I have the Mets as a third best team in the NL. And I think Luis Rojas is going to get the best out of that team. And I think Luis Rojas is the right guy. I, I've heard things in the New York media here about him being on a hot seat. I don't think he should be on the hot seat. He I can't think, be on the hot seat this year. I mean, this is year one of a team that has a team. New York media is the worst when it comes yeah. to sports. So That'd be totally yeah, unfair. I, my manager of the year, I'm going with Luis Rojas. I, and by the way, Steve Cohen doesn't strike me as an owner who would do that either. I think he's a little more level-headed. Um, and Randy's, Randy's egging me on to go into a Tingus-Pingus rant. <laughs> who the fuck is this guy? You guys had to see uh, the Audible yesterday. Let's move on to the, the fun awards. These are the MVP awards. <clears throat> Stick with the NL here. Um, I, my MVP awards are pretty pretty boring and the reason is because uh, to me these two players are just so obvious uh, I'm going with Juan Soto in the NL it was easy for me to pick Soto because Betts is on the year that he's not supposed to play well and a lot of those Dodgers guys and Padres guys like Tatis probably going to cancel Tatis and Machado those guys are going to cancel each other out I've got Freddie Freeman as the runner-up the most boring most consistently solid guy on a good team who puts up crazy numbers every year but He's a first baseman, and Acuna is going to steal votes from him. So uh, for me, Soto is the only guy who doesn't have that threat of someone taking his votes. Nationals are probably not going to be terrible, and he is an absolute monster, scares the living hell out of me at 22 years old. Yeah, so for NL MVP, it, it's, it's, there's so many choices. Man. You can go with Mookie Betts, Ronald Acuna Jr., who's the next coming of Jesus probably. <laughs> Fernando Jr., <laughs> Manny Machado had an amazing season last year and the year before that no one talks about. Bryce Harper is still Bryce Harper. He's there. Christian Yelich, 
you know, he's he's primed for a comeback season. Yeah, Maddie said yellow. I'm going with the best hitter in baseball, Juan Soto, as the ML MVP. Yeah, we're aligned there. By the way, I'm shocked the first three awards we didn't agree on anything. Yeah. That I mean, we had first and second in, in correctly, just opposite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we are aligned on Juan Soto. Who was your AL pick? Trout. We're aligned on AL pick two. I'm, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Mike Trout. I, nope, 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 nope. You're not going with Trout. I'm not going with Mike Trout. I'm not going with Mike Trout. I could have gone with Mike Trout. I could have gone with Jose Ramirez. I could have gone with Aaron Judge because I think in healthy Aaron Judge, one the game needs to see because this kid yeah. has gotten better every year and we just need to see him healthy. I'm going complete off the rails. He's going to have such a monster season offensively because he's DHing. You saw what he could do in the playoffs. I'm going there. Carlos Stanton is winning the American League MVP. Every year, I feel like. like. Last year. <laughs> I'm going to them. Every Rob backed me up every year, I feel like, since he's come to the Yankees. We have gotten a John Carlos Stanton MVP pick. I'm going it's there. True. It's true, but I, you know what? I mean now because he he blew up last year in the in the playoffs and he basically gave you a taste of what he can do right by himself. But in the full season, if if healthy, right, he could be right. He could he could win an MVP. He's not worried about his ceiling. He's won an MVP. We know he has that ceiling. My problem is the staying healthy all year part. He's never reached the ceiling. He's gonna stay healthy this year. I feel it. My issue is he'd have to put up such a monster offensive season to overcome being a DH. Yeah. So when Aaron Judge does go down, Giancarlo Stanton will play right field. <laughs> and he will yeah. remind everyone that he's a very good right fielder at that. And he will win the MVP this year. It's going to have to be like a 51-30 season to start. Um, I might add, it could be worse. Somebody, I mean, somebody else already picked Gary Sanchez. The no one is allowed to pick Gary Sanchez. <laughs> I will give you a Gary Sanchez prediction. He does not make the year on this team. Yeah. That, so my my take when I read that article or whatever it was, the comment about Gary Sanchez was that Gary Sanchez is more likely not to be a starting catcher in Major League Baseball by the end of this year than an MVP candidate. And that's absolutely true. I think they're already kind of waffling on the thought of him starting now. And he has season having started just because his spring was so bad. By late May, it's a full-blown controversy in New York. I have no, no, no hesitation saying that. Gary Sanchez is not going to be a starter by the end of this year. Rob, um, can you do me a favor, Rob? Yep. <clears throat> Grab all the screenshots in the comment section after my, stand, my uh, Stanton pick. Okay, <laughs> definitely. Thank you. Um, anyway, I, I am going with Trout, and really, it was kind of process of elimination. It, obviously, Mike Trout can win an MVP. There's no doubt about that. But the Yankees always cancel the, themselves out. Carlos Correa is a sleeper pick, but he's not going to stay healthy for a full season, even in a walk year. I think and, he's stay healthy, and I think he's going to have a monster season because he's trying to get paid. Yeah, of course. Uh, Xander Bogarts is my runner-up. I think we always forget about him. The dude is a top shortstop, forget about and him. he's on a I, team where he could do some damage. I just like Rafael Devers more. You like what? Devers more. Uh, I think Bogart's the better player at the more premium position, but Devers 
putting up that year that we've kind of been talking about with labor Torah, like he's in that class of age. If he finally does that. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, but I'm going to both. I think Xander's my runner up. I think he's having a monster year. I'm, I, but I, the Carlos Correa pick, if someone picks that, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. I think healthy, you know, being on a free agent year, he, he was good last year. He was good the year before. I could see it. He's trying to Quickly. prove to everyone that he is a shortstop still. Right. Uh, so that's the reason for, I, th- I think Correa can be a candidate. Someone has to be on that Houston team for them to do as well as I think they might. Um, we know Trevor Story's by default not going to have a huge year because he's in Colorado. And I say that because of their lineup, not because of where he hits. Uh, Corey Seager, I think, will get eaten up with all the other talent there, even if he does have a big year. That leaves us with Francisco Lindor. Uh, new setting, new league. Sometimes we see guys adjust. It's a pitcher's ballpark. It's not a hitter's ball. I mean, I don't think Cleveland's a severe hitter's park by any means, but it's a pitcher's ballpark in a new league. We've seen guys struggle. What are your expectations for Lindor year one with the Mets? Um, I think Francisco Lindor is going to have, I think all of the shortstops, by the way, all of the free agent shortstops, they're going to just go off. They're going to go yeah. off because they're all going to get paid. Um, yeah, I can see Lindor absolutely crushing it in New York. Um, I don't know what he was thinking turning down that deal, man. I don't get it. I don't know what he was thinking. Good point. So we haven't talked about that. We could touch on that real quick. I had said uh, when we started talking a Lindor extension, what might it look like? For me, I always just like to take comps. You know, it's just like real estate. You take comps, you try and figure something out. Uh, eight to 10 years was the range I have due to his age. I think he's going to be like 20, turning 28 or is 28 by the time he's a free agent. That's two years older than Machado and Harper were. Um, it's a year older than Betts was. So eight to 10 years, that sweet spot. The AA, the uh, salary, I think you have to look at beating Machado, who came in as a shortstop, $300 million. You're obviously going to top that. Bryce Harper, 330 just again from that draft, from that class of free agents. I think he's going to look to beat that. I don't think he's Mookie Betts. He's not Mike Trout. So if that, by default, I would say 331 is what he's going to look for. And... 380 is not what he's going to get or whatever bets got. I can't remember it. I don't, I don't think he broke 400 though. No, he didn't. Right. Like 75 to 80. It was something like that. So in my mind, you're swimming in that 330 to 340 range for eight to 10 years. The Mets come out with a offer of 10, 325, which is very, very fair in my opinion. Um, it's, it gives you the full 10 years. The 325 might be a buck short, but they come back with 12, 385, which is absolutely absurd. You'd be silly if you're any team, not just the Mets to pay that. I think ultimately this will be like how we've been seeing in the last year. And we don't know what the CBA holds. That's kind of a wild card. But if it's based similarly to this year, we saw DJ LeMahieu asking for 125. We saw George Springer, what he was asking for. None of these guys got that. Um, I think for Lindor, you're looking at like, I, I think you settle at 10, 331, maybe 10, 335, give him an extra 10 million. Looks like he, he wins the negotiation. He's not going to sniff 385. I have two takeaways from this. Yeah. Number one, Steve Cohen went to dinner with Lindor and his family. Everyone always shits on the Mets and it's a Wilpon thing. Wilpon's a chief, the Wilpon's this. They got a real owner. Steve Cohen took the bull by the horns. I don't think I've ever seen an initial offer so gaudy and so in your face like this is the offer. So my, my first takeaway is Steve Cohen went into it and said, I'm just going to give you my max offer up front. 
There's no way you're going to turn that down. And I don't blame him because that was an absolute monster offer. Very so fair. That brings me to my second realization. Francisco Lindor doesn't want to play for the Mets. Because if you turn that down, you can't honestly turn around and think you're going to get more than that. Francisco Lindor is playing a game of chicken that he may lose. I don't know that if right. any other team in baseball would offer that same contract this moment. If Lindor gets hurt in the season, he's fucked. I, yeah, and I and I keep thinking about what is his market really? You know, you look at teams who are going to be competing, who have the money, who need a shortstop, and you have the Yankees, you have the Mets, maybe you have the Astros, maybe you have the Dodgers. Uh, after that, it starts to get – Nationals might because Trey Turner's going into his walk here. I think I, – And then the Rockies aren't going to replace Story. So you're talking about four elite shortstops, five if you count Trey Turner the following year, and maybe six or seven teams who need one who are competing. It's not a great supply and demand situation for Lindor. It's, you have a situation where guys have been getting some stupid contracts. Trevor Bauer, Garrett Cole, that at the beginning of those negotiations, as fans, you're like, there's no way they're going to get this much money, and then they end up getting way more. Yeah, so I, think, I think Francisco Lindor and his agent threw out a number so absurd that if the Mets said, okay, you can't turn that down. Then I'm like, yeah, right, I'll take that money if you're going to be foolish enough to pay me. The Mets did the right thing. They came out the great out the gate with a ridiculously insane offer, which if I'm Lindor, I'm signing on the dotted line because you're in New York. That's a team that, you know, is going to be relevant for a while. Great fan base, new owner, new GM. There's a lot of things going right for the Mets right now. So they, I can't see the, the asking for 12-385 unless you just don't want to be on this team. I agree with you. I I, um, I completely agree with you. I can't see any other reason. This would have given him the top AAV for shortstops. It would have given him the fourth highest contract, I think, in, in Major League Baseball. He is not a top four player, so he's, he's doing they're doing right by him there. Um, and yeah, it's not as much as Harper, but Harper's getting that over 13 years. You're talking about 10 years. The AAV is much higher if you're I Lindor. You, I tell you where this ends up. If Lindor doesn't sign an extension with the Mets, to save face, he ends up signing a deal right around what the Mets offered him slightly a little more just to save some face. Like when you see players who don't take the uh, qualifying yeah. offer and then end up signing for like a couple hundred thousand dollars more, you're going to see that. Somebody's going to end up getting Lindor for very, very similar money than the Mets offered. And if I'm a Mets fan... I don't hang my head. I, I think this mm -mm. is a great offer. And there's other guys you can replace them with. Carlos Correa is, is a perfect fit on the Mets team. Yeah. You take one great Puerto Rican shortstop and you put another one in. Uh, you, great, season, great season for Correa. You're looking at, I think, between two and 300. Uh, Lindor, I would say if he doesn't want to play for the Mets and he does go somewhere else, regardless of where he goes, 10, 335, you give him an opt out after five years, you front load the contract. If he walks with five, one, ten, or whatever left on the second half of that contract, great. <laughs> if he, uh, you know, he got paid up front, forty million a year, whatever you want to do, that's how I would structure it, and that's it. Yeah, you know, you want three fifty, three sixty, three eighty, like there's no way you're not. He's not worth that. It's just that tells me he's targeting a specific team, or he wants to play in a specific team, or he really thinks that he's worth more than $385 million. Yeah. Well, we'll come back to, you know, look, this is uh capitalism supply and demand. He'll see what he's worth when he, when he's out <laughs> on the market. Supply is high. 
at that position this offseason. So yeah, but you're you're right. I mean, I'm sure his agent has to know about what other shortstops are going to be out there. But you're right. You you ruined your hamstring this year. Can anyone look this up or, or Rob? I wonder if his agent is the agent for any of the other free agent shortstops. Yeah, I'd be curious, Rob. See see the agents of uh, Story Corral and Dor and Seeker. I'm curious. One of them has to be Boris, uh, one or more. I think Correa might be Boris. Anyway, um, so we'll get to that. But anyway, so yeah, no, we're we're totally in agreement with how those will go. Let's get into the divisional picks here. Now we we did our divisional picks already, so we can we know what order we're going to go in. If you just want to sprinkle in actual playoff predictions, so to reiterate, AL East we could start with. Uh, I have the Yankees winning that division. I've got them pegged for about 97 wins. Um, I have the Rays in second, which I know you had the Jays in second. Uh, I've got the Rays around 88 wins. I've got the Jays at 87. I think that's going to come down to the wire, be very close. I'm giving the Rays the edge for reasons I mentioned last week. Red Sox fourth, Orioles fifth. So here's my hot take, my first hot take. Yankees are the only East team that makes the playoffs this year in the AL. Interesting. Yep, I don't have Rays or Jays winning the wild card. Um, Let me guess. Let's go back. Let's go back to you for the East, and then we'll keep going. Let me see if I can predict what you're going to do. You, you have two central teams. I don't. No, no. This is very surprising. Wow. Um, you know what? I'll finish up the AL. You could do the AL, then we'll move back. I'm sorry. Uh, I have to show this on the podcast because I was just playing with the pen, and I know Jacob and and uh, and Leon will get a kick out of this disgusting oh it's hard away junior that's, best. <laughs> that's amazing that was disgusting sorry um uh, hey i'm gonna go i had i have the a's in the west like you said the yankees central and the twins i'm gonna give you my two wild card teams i'm gonna go toronto and the white Sox. or the okay. This is a smarter way to do it, by the way. So I'll go Yankees and Twins, we're in agreement in, uh, and A's. We have all three division winners, we're in agreement. Um, I, for the record, I have the Yankees with the best record in the AL for the first time, I might add, in this entire stretch for them. Mm-hmm. Um, twins, I have winning the Central. I've got the White Sox as the top wild card, 92 wins. And I've got the Astros as my second wild card, 89 okay. wins. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tight three-way race for that last playoff spot. Um, so anyway, that brings me to the playoffs for the AL. Obviously, it would be, in my mind, the Astros playing the White Sox in Chicago. Um, I have Chicago winning that game. I think Giolito is going to ace out the Astros, which then would mean White Sox versus Yankees, and it would mean Twins versus A's battle of the choke artists. Um, I've got Yankees in four, and then I've got the A's, uh, obviously, beating the Twins in four, but the Twins actually winning a game, breaking that streak. And then I've got Yankees over the White Sox. Welcome, Jay. Welcome home. Give me a World Series pick. Yankees. I think we finally see it. Yankees, Dodgers. There we go. There we go. Seven game series. I like that. Um, Yankees over White Sox in six in the ALCS is what I've got. What do you have to finish out your AL side? Um, I didn't go as far as to give the matchups. I would absolutely love a Yankees-White Sox ALCS. I think that has all the magic written all over it. You have the Yankees. You have all the Cubans the Yankees don't like. You have young players. 
I would love, I was absolutely. Yeah, an international flavor for sure. Absolutely love to see that ALCS. Um, so I'll, I'll go with you and we'll say that ALCS. Did you say who you have going to the World Series? I have Yankees over White Sox in six. I will take the same. I will take the Yankees over the White Sox going to the World Series in the AL. And I got to tell you, I um, this has been the trend with these prediction shows. I really didn't think I was going to pick the Yankees to win the AL until I looked at the AL and I was like, yeah. who has a better shot? Like, who can you really point to that's like, they're definitely better? I'll give you a hot take. Wait. Yeah. The Twins win a series. Wow. See, I not, thought it was a hot World take. Series, a playoff series. <laughs> I thought it was a hot take having the Twins win a game in the playoffs, which is what I have. I was going for that next is a win a game at least. <laughs> yeah, I think they lose to the A's win a series. Wow. So you have the Twins in the ALCS? Wow. <laughs> you didn't think this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't. Uh... You can't have both. You can't have Yankees, White Sox, and you can't have Twins win a series. Sorry, yeah. not in the, the twins are gonna yeah. twins. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, that was almost like the Angels in the World Series from Matt Island. You actually picked the twins to win a playoff series, thought about it. You were like, wait, that's impossible. Yeah, it's, All uh, right. Unless they recede, but we haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, I'm sure it's not above MLB to do it on the fly either. But um so far we're getting the results from Rob early on, and not one of the, we've gotten three of the four shortstops, and none of them have the same agents. And none of them have Scott. None of them is Scott Boris. Yeah, uh, shocking. Uh, what a year for, for non-Scott Boris people next winter. Moving on to the NL over here. Corey Seager's, I'm almost positive Corey Seager's a Boris line. I'm that he was the one I thought for sure. And then I figured a guy like Trevor story might also be a Boris client, but, or uh Correa, I thought it was Correa and Seager who had Boris Correa as William Morris endeavor. I don't know what that is. Um, we'll go to the NL and then uh, we'll finish up with some prop bets. Yeah. I could chime in on this. Um, um, Cody, uh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Corey, Corey Seager. And, yeah. Um, Scott Boris. Yeah, yeah. He does. All right. So there's one Boris. All right. So four different four, agents, four different agents. So, I was wondering if, if the agent maybe had a couple of guys and, you know, they were trying to, he was trying to, you know, play them against each other and cash in for everything. Yeah. Gee, I wonder what shortstop's going to sign last next winter. <laughs> Seager signing in March. Prepare for it. Um, thank you, Rob, for doing that. Yeah. Seager to um, the Astros confirmed. As we get into the NL here, guys, give me your division winners. Give me your, actually, give me your NLCS matchups uh, and winner in the comment section we'll get we'll get we'll rattle those off as we go through here leon leon's having fun here with uh he said the, the padres lose the wild card games to the nationals yeah i well leon and his takes man when it comes to the playoffs he doesn't mess around so we have i think we're also in agreement here with our divisional picks we had braves brewers dodgers right winning their divisions Braves, brewers dodgers correct yeah uh braves have got I got Braves 98 wins, Brewers 86 wins, and Dodgers 101 wins for what it's worth. So that makes Dodgers the top seed. Uh, Braves, of course, getting a bye when they face the Brewers. And then my wild cards, Padres 97 wins, Mets 90 wins. I have Padres so, Mets in the wild card as well. No good. That makes this very easy then. We just have to go through our matchups. To answer Randy's questions, unless they reseed, it's not possible to have the Padres and the Dodgers. 
Yeah, unfortunately not possible, even if, uh, yeah, because one of them would have to win the wild card. Well, it is possible. Dodgers would have to finish without the best record. Correct. Which is just not going to happen. <laughs> the best record in my mind is coming out of the West. Yeah. So with all this in mind, that would mean obviously that the Padres face the Mets. Here is where my DeGrom love comes in. I've got the Mets eliminating the Padres without winning a single playoff game this year, despite all of their hype and despite all of the Tatis mania and everything else. I don't think the Padres are going to win a single playoff game because Jacob DeGrom is going to step on their throat in the play-in game. Mets offense will do just enough against whoever. By the way, that reminds me real quick. Uh, Lamette, I think Matt mentioned him as a Cy Young guy. I love that pick, except his elbow is going to explode. So that's my only concern with him there. All right. So you, you have the Mets going to the World Series? No, <laughs> I don't. I have them winning the wild card round. Winning the wild card over the project. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then I've got Braves beating the Brewers in three. I think that'll be a sweep. <clears throat> uh, just continuing my shitting all over the NL Central. They're not going to win a playoff game again. And then that leaves the Braves and the Dodgers. Oh, sorry, I jumped the gun a little bit. Dodgers beat the Mets in five. I think that's actually going to be a really, really good series, even with DeGrom probably only pitching once in it. And But I do think the Dodgers pull it out, just like they did last year. Heart attack kids. They'll beat the Mets in five. Mets will put up a really good fight. And then it's going to be the Dodgers against a very well-rested Braves team. Dodgers in six. I'm still not picking the Braves to make the World Series, even though they'll have like every advantage in the world. So there you go. So that means we'll really get like the Cardinals and the Braves in them. It's going to be something awful. Because last year, well, last year I had the Dodgers winning the World Series like from preseason. Right, so but that, leading up to where we got some shitty matchups, which we Yeah, well, I was pretty much wrong every step of the way, except knowing the NL was, the Central was bad. Uh, I was pretty much wrong every step of the way in my bracket last year, but I knew the Dodgers would win the World Series. So if you're a Mets fan... <laughs> Or, or a Brewers fan or a Padres fan, maybe you've got a chance before you lose to the Dodgers. That's all I'm saying. What do you have? How's this shaking out for you? You ready? You ready for yeah. this? I, it's going to be something nuclear hot. I could feel it. You ready for this? Yeah. The Mets make it to the World Series. Well, walk me through that thought process. Because you, like me, have the Mets playing the Padres. So obviously you have the Mets beating the Padres. So if you remember in the last show we had, I said, if there was a team that I like to face the Padres lineup, it's the Mets. Yeah. I think the Mets have the pitching to beat the Padres in a short series or in a long series. I think the Mets are equipped to do that. Um, I just, I, I think this Mets team is, is really good. I'm really high on them. And I have them beating everyone. I have them beating the Dodgers in the NLCS in a classic. I have them beating the Dodgers in NLCS and I have them going to the World Series. So what does that mean, Vince? You mean you got Yankees Dodgers? Uh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. You have Yankees Mets. You have a I Subway have, series. I have, I have Yankees sub, Dodgers. I have a Subway series, World Series matchup. You obviously want to kill baseball. I'm trying to save it with my I'm matchup. <laughs> I, I have the Mets and the Yankees in the World Series this year. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to just sift through here. We got cards over Braves from Leon. We've got... Uh, Braves in the World Series. Larry's never going to get off the Reds train. Trust me, Larry, that's not a fun train. I was on it last year. It didn't go anywhere. Uh, Sean's got the Padres missing the playoffs entirely and winning 83 games. That's kind of a hot take. I like it. You know what would be fun about a Subway Series? The Cubs and Met fans in the group have kind of developed this rivalry against Yeah. 
So now the Cub fans will probably root for the Yankees, who they also hate, but they hate the Met fans even more. <laughs> it would be very fascinating to me. You bring up a, an entirely new point. It would be so fascinating to me from a Cubs fan perspective if it's Yankees-Mets in the World Series. Because while Cubs fans very, very clearly hate the Yankees, but for some reason just will not admit it like with their life on the line. Nor do they have uh, a reason to. They, they also, you're right, have this weird, archaic rivalry with the Mets that doesn't make any sense. And to add a little extra layer to it, uh, if, the, if it's Mets-Yankees in the World Series, oh, this was the extra layer. This, the cheating scandal, for whatever reason, they joined together, very likely because they both hate the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Yankee fans being screwed every single year by the scandal are very emotional about it so i'm very this is it's gonna be like a civil war kind of but it was already a civil war so i don't really know what to i'm cubs fans if you're listening i know you are jake hibbert who would you root for in a yankees mets world series i'm very curious because they love to think that cheating does not benefit anyone Mm -hmm. but they also love to think that they don't hate the yankees and they also love to talk shit about the mets and it's a very interesting paradox and the reason I didn't go Yankees Dodgers is because it's, it's, obvious, it's the best possible matchup, and we and never get never the best go. possible matchup. We never ever in I think every single year I've been alive, we have never had the best matchup. Two thousand three, remember, supposed oh. to be Cubs Red Sox, didn't get either one. And then to make it worse, the Marlins made it because Cubs Yankees would have been awesome. And the Marlins win the World Series. That, to me, was like the biggest cuck job of a playoff. Not only do they win the World Series, they have a team full of just studs. I think they have two or three Hall of Famers on that team and then end up just disbanding the team. They win a second chip and just... Was, yeah, and then and they traded the entire team the next year, yeah. Yep. So And also, um, I, think, I do think for the health of baseball, I think you have the best ratings. I think you'll have the best reaction, um, best interaction with the Yankees-Dodgers World Series. Yeah, I mean, Yankees-Dodgers conceivably can have like 10 MVP candidates on it if things went right for those teams. But I just, I, I'm, like I said before, I think that, that World Series hangover is, is a thing for the Dodgers. I don't Yeah, no, I see it. Um interesting Sean says that they hate New York but not the Yankees which is even more opposite and lying than I thought he would come out with uh, as a Chicago fan um we're seeing some so the Yankee pitching staff and then we talked about this last week when we talked about the Eastern divisions a little bit it's shaky yes but it also has a lot of options (laughs) and for me I'm going with options this year I don't think any pitching staff in baseball has the combination of reliable health and reliable upside so for me, if you've got seven, eight, nine guys who can get you through a season and have upside, I'm going with that. So that's why I, the Yankee rotation doesn't upset me or, or make me nervous. Aaron Boonovis makes me nervous. But again, every team's got their thing. Um, my main problem with the Yankees is their bullpen. And it's not going to be like that all year. Like Wilson and Britain will be back. It's just it's the first half of the year could be rough. Neither one of those two things bother me. I actually like their bullpen and I actually like their rotation. It's not a consistent rotation of the same guy every five days, but it's a ro- it's a patchwork rotation with a ton of high upside that I'm absolutely in love with. Right. 
Yep. And now we got we got Matt saying that the White Sox have that combination, which they absolutely do not, for the they record. Literally put Lynn in there. I, I mean, we want to go through the the White Sox rotation. Giolito, fine stud, just like Eric Cole. Uh, Dallas Keuchel. It's Giolito, and then. Yeah, you got Dallas Keuchel, his chronic neck and back problems, and 120 innings out of him, maybe. You've got Lance Lynn, fat, probably reliable, so I'll give you that. Like, he could be a good, solid number two. You got Dylan Cease, who's proven nothing. Reynaldo Lopez is awful. Michael Kopech wasn't pitched in two years. I mean, they've got just as many question marks as anyone else does. Upside, yeah, sure, but not any more upside than a team like the Yankees would. I can make the same case for Corey Kluber. He could be vintage Corey Kluber. Jamison Tallian could have his breakout year because he's not on the Pirates and he's healthy again. Let's put a stop to that shit now. There's no way Corey Kluber is going to be Vince's Corey Kluber. No, of course not. I mean, this is just the stuff you deal, but every team's dealing with it. Yeah, because I see Montgomery he's... might have his best year ever. He's finally healthy I and he has no ending. I said he's going to be the second best starter in the Yankees. Yeah. So, I, I mean, come on. Well, like, let's. I, I like what the White Sox have to offer. I have them in the ALCS for a reason. They could very well beat the Yankees in the playoff series. I'm not saying they can't. But I am saying that they have just as many question marks in that rotation as the Yankees do. If you if you go one through eight, one through nine, they have just as many questions because they don't really have much seven, eight, nine that I'd rely on. Matter doubling down with the all two favorite. He had a good spring. Oh, Dylan Cease, man. I will look. Wish him the best because it makes the Cubs trade look worse. But I'll believe Dylan Cease when I see it, just like I'll believe a, a Clark Schmidt when I see it. <laughs> and Schmidt, I think we might lose him for the year, so we'll see. But uh, I, you know, they suck until they don't. Anyway, this leads us to the World Series here. Uh, I've got Yankees Dodgers. This is where I jump off of the Yankees bandwagon. This is where the uh, Aaron Boone stuff and all those little crossing T's and dotting eyes come to haunt me. I Dodgers are also just a better team. They have a better bullpen. Well, they don't may not have a better bullpen. They have a better rotation for me. They have a better staff. They have a better offense. They have a deeper farm system. They have a better run team, even though Dave Roberts also would worry me. Um, I've got Dodgers in six over the Yankees in the World Series. Okay. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I don't like what, it, but I get it. What's your so I'll tell you this. If I had the Subway series, I would take the Yankees over the Mets. Even with that great pitching staff, assuming it's healthy. The Yankees and the Mets put on in a classic World Series. You think seven? I think the Yankees win in seven. And I think Francisco Lindor comes across the dugout and he has his custom-made jersey and he signs his contract right on the field at the end of the World Series and he is just starting to stop next year for the Yankees. It's so funny because when I went to my uh, when I went to Wrigley Field in 2017, I it was very much like that with the Raldis Chapman. Like it was the ring ceremony. I think it was the ring. They gave all the Japanese World Series ring, yeah. Um, and it was just so funny to me because it's like you could see that with Lindor. Like Yankees are Mets in the World Series, and Lindor just like immediately walks across the dugout as soon as it's over. Um, and I'll yeah. be right there with my Puerto Rico hat, like, come, baby, go. <laughs> uh, Rob, let's finish up here with uh, some prop bets you have for us. Okay, let's see. I got some prop bets here. Well, first off, um, would you like to hear the odds to win the World Series from the prep bets, or do you just want to like? Can you share that? Do you have a screenshot of that? Because uh, I just want to. I could share it. Let me just. Uh, yeah, I just want to see if there's anything I like in there. Okay, I just. Open. I'll almost never ever. I think if my life depended on it, even take a Yankees World Series odds just out of both superstition, and they usually have shitty betting odds, but. 
Rob is too busy closing the X video tabs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, Padres plus 800 is not awful right off the bat. Uh, White Sox plus – see, this is where I'll come to the White Sox defense. White Sox plus 1,600, that's totally worth it to me if I'm, if I'm a betting man. They, they really don't have that much to get through. And if you take into account the Yankees could very well have injuries, and then we're not talking the same thing we are on March 31st. They might, they could have a, there's a scenario the White Sox have a cakewalk into the World Series. Maybe they don't win it, but they could have a cakewalk into the World Series if everything goes right for them. I'll tell you what, the, uh, the A's at plus 2,800, not a bad bet. Yeah. Oh, so what, yeah, what's to the right? Uh, basically, basically it's the, what's the, the, this, the current World Series odds from, as of March 19th. What they opened up at versus. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's tightened up then. Yes, it has. Okay. Um, yeah, keep going down. I just want to see if there's any dark horse I can throw. Well, Mets 3,300. That's I'd take that all day long. If I'm, if I'm a... Yeah, currently they're at 1,200. So. Okay. Oh, so, so I've got it in reverse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Going. Cardinals seem like always a nice boring bet to make for no reason. The Diamondbacks at 12,500. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that was fun. What, um, give me some prop bets, Rob. Yeah, give me some prop bets so we could wrap it up here. Okay, let's see here. Let me go back here. Let me guess. So, one of the prop bets that I saw earlier was who will hit the most home runs in a in the season? And it, Mike Trout is already up on here. And is this for each league? No, for it, uh, for, for in general. This is in general. Yeah. I actually would uh, bet against Trout doing that. Yeah, he's at plus fifty right now. Um, P. Alonso's at plus nine hundred. Christian Leelis at plus twenty five hundred right now. I gotta think about this for a second. Home run leader. I just told you, Giancarlo Stanton. That's the answer. You know, if if an enormous caveat, if Stanton's healthy, I would absolutely make that bet. But obviously, that could right be now I pulled up the odds. Rob, I got this. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Maybe just. Let me know. You got it. You see it? I see it. All right. Yep. So here are, the, here are the odds to uh, to lead. You have Mike Trout plus nine hundred, which is insane to me. I'd take Soto over Trout. I'd take I'd take Alonzo over Trout. Yeah, I think that's fair too. Not taking that Aloy bet. That's a bad bet. Don't make it. I'm taking Soto. I'm taking Aaron Judge over Trout. I'd take Yelich over Trout, I think, honestly. Stanton's at at, uh, plus 2,000 right there. How many home runs did Miguel Sano hit last year? Let's see. On the Twins, didn't everyone just hit 38 and just split it evenly? Devers and Fenway? Lefty Fenway, not as big of a fan of that. Uh, yeah, this but is yeah. Take this is not bad. Here. It's it's surprising. Yeah. yeah, no it, hit thirteen um, last year. All right. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. You have any other ones, Rob? Uh, let's see. Hold on. I'm sorry. Just gotta put this here. Um, I have a fun which one. Player, which player will record a stolen base first? 
The number one is Rano Acuna Jr. Uh, Who plays uh, the first I, game? Uh, no, doesn't doesn't say what game. Um, Check the schedule here. Well, I mean, Yankees play five minutes before everyone else. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. But uh, neither of those teams really steal bases, so yeah. yeah. Which pitcher will make them will have more strikeouts during the season? They have Max Scherzer. He's he's up at a one, minus one thirty five. Jose Ramirez. That's my answer. He's going to steal the first base of the season. Yeah, MVP odds. Um, um, actually, they said Mike Trout is at two twenty at plus two twenty five. Alex Bregman at plus one thousand, and Glaber Torres at twenty five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. They have Bregman at plus one thousand for MVP. Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, people are high. A lot of the betting sites are high. Is an interesting one right here. Um, uh, remember, Cleveland doesn't have a name yet. They're gonna be called the Cleveland Baseball Baseball Club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, number one um, for at two hundred is, is the Spiders, or number two at four hundred will be um, they'll stay as the Cleveland Baseball Team. Or three at plus one thousand, the Guardians, which I kind of dig that name. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Please don't, don't do Cleveland baseball. I mean, that's such a stupid. Washington's so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's such a dumb thing to do. Anyway, my vote was Spiders. Even before I heard the odds, I'd still stick with that. It just makes so much sense in so many ways, easily marketable. Mm-hmm. I like Guardians, so that's nice. That's like how I like Orlando Avengers if they got a expansion team. That's like yeah. my dark horse Avenger uh, Orlando team name. They chose Dreamers as like the front runner. That's stupid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was crazy is that for the for the more for the most strikeouts, they they still have Justin Verlander up there at plus one twenty, even though he's crazy. not for the season. <laughs> so yeah, that hasn't been updated. Yeah, but number three is is a there's gonna be a tie at well, in general a tie. At plus one fifteen, that's what it says here. Yeah. I know Vegas has uh, the Dodgers as the only team to win over a hundred games, one hundred and two point five to be exact. I think that's right too. I meant to mention that earlier. I think Dodgers are the only team that win a hundred plus this year. Um, I've got Padres and Yankees obviously at like ninety seven ish. Three teams eclipsing hundred wins. You have what? Three teams eclipsing hundred wins. Dodgers, you think I didn't get your? Do you think Yankees break a hundred? Yankees and Padres both. Okay, wow, two NLS hundred plus win teams, huh? So oh, twenty eighteen AL East action there. Mm-hmm. Pennant odds as well here. Um, Yankees are up right now at plus two sixty for the pennant. Uh, Tampa at one thousand. Got the White Sox at four twenty four twenty five. Wins 900 for the NL. Um, Dodgers are at plus 170, and the um, Padres are at plus 500. Braves Dodgers are plus 170 is not even worth it. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, Did you know Geico could see? For divisions, uh, oh, that, uh, a lot of people got Oakland at 150. Yeah, well, we don't worry about divisions because we already picked our division winners, so... Mm-hmm. I'm not backing off my own choice this early. Um, all right. Well, yeah. So there you go. Henry's got. Real quick, you have uh, RBI leaders. Juan Soto is a plus 800. He leads the league and uh, leads prop betting. Hmm. Uh, Manny Machado and Marcelo Suna, the next two. Top three favorites to hit uh, hit leaders Trey Turner, Mookie Betts, DJ LeMay. I will take any one of those three. Hmm. 
most runs scored on the prop bets. You have Mookie Betts, Ronald Acuna. That makes a ton of sense. It has to be bets in my mind. Yep. That also here, MLB, the most uh, wins total. Got the Dodgers at one, 103.5. Yankees at 96.5. Padres at 94.5. Braves, 91.5. White Sox, 90.5. Even the Mets, 90.5. I got one more for you, Vince, before we sign off. Yeah. Vegas thinks that Trevor Bauer will have the most wins in the season. There you go. I mean, it makes sense playing for the Dodgers. And he's not one of those guys, you know, he's built up. Yeah. Built up playing for the best team in baseball in a pitcher's park. Uh, you know, that makes sense. This was right. fun. This was really fun. Um, so, by the way, to clarify, so you have the Yankees over Mets in seven? Was that the? I have the Yankees over Mets in okay. seven. Okay. And I've got Dodgers over Yankees in six. And I'll do it there. It's another one in the books, Rob. You got to save all that. Wait, yep, what? I have it all saved. Yep. What do you got, Rob? For the for oh, what, what do we got here? What do we got here? Oh. Oh, hold on. Hi. What's good, baby? <laughs> he ready, is like so happy right tomorrow. I, I figure you'll be on the road right now, camping out at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> I'm, ready to, I'm ready to offer Randy an extra bed in my house. You know, <laughs> you said you had extra snacks, baby. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> Randy, give me your World Series picks. I said in the comments section, I really am really high on the Padres, uh, and I don't see another team in the NAL better than the Yankees, so I'm going to go with that, a rematch, a rematch of the uh, World Series in the late 90s, but I actually think the Padres are a much better team, so I'm going to take, I think the Padres end up beating uh, the Yankees in the World Series. If we get that World Series, I want the same exact results with the same bludgeoning that happened when it happened back then. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> that would be fun. Mm. So what do you think of my, my Yankee Mets prediction? I think this group would be a disaster. I said that in the comment section as well. Um, we, we got a little sniff of the Mets making the World Series a few years ago and what that was like in these, some of these groups. Uh, it would, it, especially Yankees-Mets, like it's not a rivalry, but it is a, still a rivalry. It's, it's New York City. It's, you know, the fan bases are both so vocal and polarizing. Like it would just be a clash of essentially the Titans. Cause I do think they're both very good teams, but I, I am an admin of this group. I might have to just lay low and not be an admin of this group that week. <laughs> well, I tell you, if we got that world series, the one thing you would get is Mets actually participating in the threat. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. do you think, do you think they'd hang a banner that said uh, played the Yankees in the world series in 2021 or, you know, I did hear that Steve Cohen wanted to take out the wild card banner. I wonder if okay. that's yes. <laughs> but that, that would be a great move. And like just a statement, yo, we're, we're taking the wild card banner. Oh, fuck that. It's, it really is one of the more embarrassing things I've seen at a ballpark. And I'm surprised they, they went that far just to say that they were a wild card round participant. It is like Colts level of saying like they put in a final four participant uh, when they played the Patriots in the <laughs> AFC title game back in, uh, I think it was 2014. It was the deflate gate game. They put a banner saying that they played in that game. Like they got killed in that game. Why would you even do that to yourself? Well, we're excited for uh, for opening day tomorrow, and, and I can't wait. I don't know how much sleep I'm going to get tonight. You excited? Uh, I just want to address something, by the way, too. I, I got refer I got called a kid. I got called anxious. Uh, you know how I, like, I got called nervous at the beginning of the show. 
look, it's not that I thought I was going to test positive. There's a whole timing issue here. There's a dumb rule that uh, you can get a PCR test within 72 hours, and then you have to get a rapid test within six hours. I got a PCR test yesterday. If it didn't come in tonight, I would have to wake up tomorrow, get a test in the eight o'clock hour. Hopefully it's negative, then drive two and a half hours to Yankee Stadium. It's a whole timing issue for me more so than me worrying about having the virus. It's just all right, now I got to wake up, do this. Now I got to make sure I'm negative. Then I got to make sure I can drive down because guess what? And all that stuff, one thing goes wrong there, Henry. You're out, you know, the money that it, t- uh, it took for you to get that extra ticket for me. And I would have felt bad. So Insert Ian Pill sweating gif. <laughs> it's a gif for one, actually. But we're not doing this again. We're not no, doing this again. It's gif. It's gif. The guy who created it. I don't care what the guy who created it said. Jim. Thank you. I don't care what he says. He's wrong. Vince, <laughs> but I'm, I'm st- we decided I, this already in the chat, did we not, Vince? <laughs> yeah, no. I, I mean, it was already proven, decided, everything. It already happened. We know We know that it's Jeff. <laughs> we don't know that it's Jeff because it's wrong. But anyway, I'm not argue, here to argue about peanut butter or graphic uh, uh, you know, images or whatever. Uh, I'm just happy I get to go to opening day with you, Henry. Thank you for thinking of me. I cannot wait. I'm also not going to sleep tonight. I'm so excited. Anything else? Anything else, boys? Vince? I'm good. I'm I'm preparing for my one and only draft. So uh, here we go. Going live here in 19 minutes. So I'm good to go. I am excited for opening day tomorrow. I hope you guys have a ton of fun. Um, send some pictures to the group. Oh, we're, we're going to go live. We're going to post pictures. Forget it. Yeah. And obviously, good luck to the Yankees tomorrow. This is um, the last Dong City that is attached to the 2020 season. The next Dong City will we will fully address the 2021 season. 2020 is behind us. 2021 is forward. Hopefully, we have a full 162 game slated to be played. And I'm excited. Anything else? Nothing else? My I prediction. Think. My prediction. Hold up. All right. Yeah. Yankees Padres in four. <laughs> Yankees over Padres. Damn, All right, four. you have the exact ninety-eight repeat. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair this enough. Is, uh, uh, you you got to write that down, Rob. And yeah. Uh, yeah, but seven p.m. normal time Monday Eastern, seven p.m. Eastern time next Monday. Uh, you can catch Randy down there over uh, Tuesdays at eight p.m. for the Audible with Matt Bushnell. This has been Don City. We will talk to you guys Monday. Everyone have a great night. Stone City, bitches.